Hey man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah man, well turn it up man! This is Rock News Weekly. Every week we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Now on to this week's episode. This week on the Rock News Weekly Podcast, week of June 5th, 2023, season 5, episode number 21. This week we talk about an Eddie Van Halen and Brian May's side project is getting a full box set release for its 40th anniversary. Guns N' Roses announced their tour openers with Alice in Chains, Dirty Honey, and more. And Keanu Reeves reunites with his band Dogstar for the first time in 20 years this past weekend at Bottle Rock Festival in Napa. Plus, this week in rock and roll history trivia, weekly WTF, and so much more. All of our links are up right now at rocknewsweekly.com. Watch us live every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time at twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly and on demand, youtube.com at rocknewsweekly. All right, it's time for the Rock News Weekly Podcast. What's up, everybody? Chris here, as well as David. What's up, David? Hey, how you doing? Good to have you back, man. It's been a couple weeks. Yep. yep, You took last week off for Memorial Day, and uh, how was your Memorial Day? You traveled? It was nice. We, uh, we, I'm trying to think. My wife had to go down to Berkeley, so partway through the day, she went, and we had to, you know, get some last-minute stuff done before she went. But it was a nice, it was a nice relaxing nice weekend. Sort of weekend. I had to, like did a lot of like cleaning up and stuff like that. Nice, right on. Yeah, yeah. we didn't do. Did much. You guys do some barbecuing? Yeah, we did some barbecue. Yeah, I was like, here dang, at the I house. come over, but yeah, yeah, we had some uh, barbecue and some cornhole action going on in the backyard. It was a good old classic Memorial Day. Did you? Uh, did you? Cornhole is really serious. We we did a tournament. We did a little bracket. Who uh, did you triumph? I did not. I came in third or second. I, I, I don't think I played the last match, and I think it was Craig actually was ahead, and he had to forfeit because he had to leave and go somewhere, and I think Aaron ended up winning it. Oh, so, well, yeah. you should be ashamed of yourself. I, sh- I should, and I was, and I <laughs> cried all night. Uh, no, uh, it was it was a good time. We had a great uh, Memorial Day weekend. Hopefully you guys did too. So let's get into the news for the week, this week of June 5th, Season 5, Episode number 21. Uh, lots of things to talk about this week, including an Eddie Van Halen and Brian May side project has surfaced, uh, and it's getting a full box set release for its 40th anniversary. We'll talk what's uh, in store with that. Guns N' Roses announcing their tour openers with Alice in Chains, Dirty Honey, and more. Keanu Reeves kind of surprising people at Bottle Rock, uh, reuniting with his band Dog Star for the first time in 20 years, playing the bass, slapping the bass at Bottle Rock Festival in Napa. Uh, so we'll talk about that. All of your links are up, everything at rocknewsweekly.com. You can support us directly at anchor.fm slash rocknewsweekly, $3.99 a month. You can get access to all of our exclusive festival coverage, all that Aftershock stuff, all the interviews that we have uh, locked away under subscription only. And then Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all at Rock News Weekly. Let's get into it for this week. All right. Big tour announcement was the uh, Metal Masters 2024 tour with Judas Priest, Saxon, and Uriah Heap. And uh, this is going to be a big, big European tour for them. And uh, hopefully uh, we, we get some some stuff here in the States. But it's going to kick off next year, March 2024, in Glasgow, UK, and wrap up on April 8th. Earlier this year, Ozzy, uh, that tour with Ozzy, had to be canceled. That was the one, if you remember, Ozzy uh, fell under bad health, 
having health issues, and he was originally set to do this Metal Masters tour with Judas Priest and had to cancel it. So Ozzy doesn't look like he's coming back for this one, unfortunately, but they do have some pretty good supporting lineups there. Um, so just real quick stuff with Richie Faulkner of Judas Priest. He suffered an acute cardiac aortic dissection during the band's uh, performance at the Louder Than Life Festival in September of 2021. He was rushed to the hospital. They had 10-hour surgery, and they saved his life, which was pretty crazy. And then Glenn Tipton of uh, Priest was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease, and after being stricken by the condition, uh, condition at least half a decade later, he announced in 2018 he was going to sit out touring activities. So it's been a tough go for Priest, but they're still out there, and they're still doing it. So, uh, you know, tip of the hat to them, and keep on keeping on as long as you can. But uh, definitely I would imagine this is going to be one of the last European tours uh, that they're going to do uh, at this point in their career. So if you haven't seen Judas Priest before, this is the time to do it. Uh, all of you guys in the UK, Germany, Poland, uh, France, Italy, all next year. Tickets are going on sale now, though, so uh, it's, it's already on sale. So check that out. Guns N' Roses uh, announcing their opening acts for North American Tour. Uh, some pretty good uh, opening acts. You're going to have The Pretenders, Alice in Chains, Carrie Underwood, which is kind of a surprise on one of the dates. And the warning, yeah, Carrie Underwood with Guns N' Roses. Alice in Chains, and then Jesus will take the wheel. <laughs> Good segue into ah. that. So, uh, yeah, this is uh, this is an interesting one, but here's the official tour bill. Carrie Underwood, Pretenders, Alice in Chains, Dirty Honey, and The Warning. Looks like Dirty Honey and The Warning are on all the dates, and then these three kind of alternate. And it looks like Carrie Underwood is actually only on one date in Tennessee. So it's in Nashville, or Knoxville, excuse me. Or no, no, Nashville. I see Knoxville down there too, but that's not with her. So it's at Nashville, I, August twenty sixth. I I can't re- I can't get over that. Yeah, that is the strangest thing I've ever seen. Uh, well, have you seen the footage? There was footage that came out earlier this year where Carrie Underwood had a concert in Los Angeles, and Axl Rose came out for a song, and they did like a song together. Really, one of hers and one of Guns N' Roses. I think they did like Paradise City. And then they did a Carrie Underwood song or something. And Axl Rose, they collaborated, and people were like, wow, that was kind of crazy. And then now it looks like he's kind of extending the, the, the favor back to her. And on the Guns N' Roses tour, bringing Carrie Underwood on uh, one of the dates there. It's actually two dates, so a couple dates here. Interesting. Uh, in Canada, um, in Montreal and Moncton, New Brunswick, and then Montreal, Canada, Carrie Underwood's going to be there as well. That is a very strange combination, right? That yeah, but I don't know. I mean, it must work. Their their managers are they're going for it. So there you go. That's uh that's those are the tour dates. Looks like Allison Chain's going to be the um the West Coast dates uh in Texas. If you guys are interested in that, of course, AfterShock Festival, they're going to be there as well. Uh, all right, um, another tour announcement from Chevelle, Three Days Grace with Loathe. Uh, this is a big tour for them. Nothing in our Central California area, but we do have dates in Los Angeles. Reading, San Diego at the end of September, early October. I will say Loathe was really good. I get I did get a chance to check them out uh, at Sick New World Festival in Las Vegas, and they were really good. They're from the UK. They kind of have an interesting kind of uh, sound, definitely hardcore, uh, really heavy group, but uh, very, very uh, worth checking out. So if you guys are thinking about it, get there early and don't miss Loathe. Uh, another tour announcement from Black Veil Brides and Vili Valo. Which is, uh, if you remember that band, him, that Bam Margera, yeah. was very uh, 
obsessed uh, obsessed with. Well, now he just goes by Vili Vallo, and he's uh, doing a co-headlining tour with special guest Dark Divine. Um, so this is going to be a, a big, big tour. Vili Vallo was just at Sick New World Festival in Las Vegas as well, kicking off this kind of solo tour that he's going on. Um, and it looks like we're going to get some dates in California and Wheatland, Hard Rock Live, kind of by Sacramento there, and then Riverside, October 20th, Riverside Municipal Auditorium. Um, and we actually have some sad news about Bam Margera a little bit later this episode. I don't know if you caught that headline about him uh, threatening to smoke crack until he dies, until he gets his son back. <laughs> so that's that's happening. Yeah, that kind of reminds me of that uh, landlord who was like going on the hunger strike, right? Because he was being taxed or something like that. It doesn't work that that way, and it doesn't. That's not how it works. Uh, So yeah, we'll get to that sad story a little bit later. But let's finish up with the tour news. Gorilla's announcing a big tour called the Getaway Shows. Not really a a big tour in terms of the dates, but I guess just rarity and uh, uh, nothing but big big uh, show dates here. We got Los Angeles, Austin. Fenway Park in Boston, Chicago. Uh, some big dates uh, in September for the Gorillas with Kay Trinata, y- Little Yachty, and Remy Wolf as the support. In L.A. on September 10th, if you guys are interested in Gorillas this year, check that out. This was kind of cool. Keanu Reeves hopping on back on the bass. Uh, put his musician back on uh, hat back on for the first time in two decades. Play bass alongside his band members Brett Domrose and Rob Melhouse at the Bottle Rock Napa Valley Music Festival on Saturday, May 27th. A photo from the performance was shared to the Instagram page with the caption, Great to be back on stage. What a fantastic day we had. Thank you so much, Bottle Rock. So I thought that was pretty cool uh, that Keanu hopping back on the bass. Doesn't have to, but seems like at this point in his career he's just having fun you know yeah does he does he live in san francisco or something like that? i don't know that's a good it question seems like he's always he's i've seen him in, in the bay area where he's stuff, in right? napa and then he's what's the name of that movie always be my maybe where he's i don't know uh, ali wong's like boyfriend for a okay. minute there in san francisco he's just always in the bay area like, <laughs> he must he must be a native uh because it looks like he was just rolled off the couch and uh went down there and had you know and hopped yeah, up there for yeah. the set that's <laughs> pretty cool though good for him uh hopping back on the base all right this was the big news in the rock world this week as this uh was revealed that an eddie van halen and brian may box set is coming out it's a box set reissue uh it's called brian may and friends starfleet project so this came out a while ago, um, but now it's getting the deluxe uh, reissued treatment. And after the passing of Eddie Van Halen, it's even kind of more significant. So in April of 1983, over two days at LA's record plant, the band featured Queen drummer Roger Taylor on backing vocals, Rod Stewart bassist Phil Chen, REO Speedwagon drummer Alan Gratzer, Alice Cooper keyboardist Fred Mandel, and of course Eddie Van Halen and Brian May they recorded a long out of print EP that's the center of this new major expanded box set uh, that's coming out Brian May wrote about it we're going to give you everything every take of every song the things that just went wrong the laughing the finding new things to do but it won't be just a remaster we've rescued everything from the original multi-tracks every detail magnificently remixed and more you'll hear every outtake or every take from this historic 1983 session plus fragments conversations outtakes musical experimentation it's been very exciting to open up to the vault to find these tapes where in the blink of an eye 
I'm trading licks with my friends, including the fantastic Ed Van Halen. It's highly emotional, especially since Ed is sadly no longer around. We have since also lost Phil, so the rest of us cherish these fleeting moments together. Pretty cool, right? Yeah. Um, it seems like it captured a special time in their career where they were all just kind of having fun and collaborating. And uh, now it's getting the full deluxe uh, reissue treatment. And look at all these different tracks. You're going to have all these different takes of these tracks and rehearsal jams, outtakes. That kind of stuff is really cool. Um, I know me as a fan for uh, bands that you care about and bands that you like. That kind of stuff is pretty neat because it, it brings a lot of... Um, context to the songs and kind of shows how they were created and uh, shows just the whole kind of behind the scenes kind of style of it right yeah sometimes i think you get really stuck to one version of a song right and then you you hear it differently you hear um, an acoustic you, version or yeah. something right and then you're like whoa it's, it's a, good to appreciate it in different ways yeah very cool so check that out fans uh, eddie van halen fans very cool alanis morissette going to be doing a vinyl collection a uh, vinyl version of her 2005 Greatest Hits album, The Collection. Songs between 1995 and 2005 on vinyl for the first time. So it uh, seems like she's having a, a big moment in her career right now and definitely trying to capitalize on that vinyl uh, the vinyl hype right now. She made the announcement on her 49th birthday this past uh, Thursday on June 1st. So there you go. Check it out. That's exclusively at Target and then on her website. If you want that great vinyl, that's at Target. And then the black vinyl... Um, is uh, on our website so there you go uh oh yeah Haley williams kicking out disruptive fans at the paramore's madison square garden show according to loudwire on tuesday night this past week Haley stopped the performance of the band's song figure eight to address a disturbance in the audience it looks like a couple was trying to force their way to the front and they were meeting resistance from the other fans and williams wasn't having it uh and i'll, I'll show you the video here kind of filmed inside the crowd uh, of the fans getting called out and confronted by Haley Williams uh, of Paramore. So let me let me load this up for you guys. Okay, hold on. You. All right. Hold on. Let's uh let's load this up and then I'm going to show everybody on the Twitch channel. You guys are watching on Twitch or if you're watching later on YouTube, YouTube at Rock News Weekly, twitch.tv slash Rock News Weekly. Uh, let me show this. Where's the... Uh... So this is Haley Williams from Paramore calling out some fans that were being very aggressive in the crowd and kind of pushing their way to the front, and they got called out. You can see him right there. It's like that purple-haired girl and the guy behind her. So they got kicked out. And you could tell the boyfriend was like, hey, we better leave. And the girl was kind of like, had this face at first, like, ah, I don't care. And, uh, yep. So have you ever had that happen where people kind of push their way up to the front in a concert and kind of just be really rude about that? Have you ever experienced that? Um, not, not, well, n a little bit, not so much at a concert, mostly like in bus stations, ah, like in yes. China. <laughs> ah, right. Okay. I had that once, um, cause it's just kind of the way it works, but it's, I mean, it's kind of terrifying yep. to be honest with you. Like you don't want a lot of people doing that cause it can really 
yep, and caused that's, big and, problems. And that's why I think uh, Haley Williams was right in kind of calling them out, uh, because especially after people getting trampled and different things like that, there's no need yeah, to be aggressive yeah. and try and force your way to the front to see a show, you know? And someone else starts doing it, and then five yep. people, and then ten people, and then exactly. you got some trampling going so, on. So good for her for calling that out and, and stopping it before it got crazy. And, you know, that's a good message to all you kids out there. Don't think you could just, like, push your way to the to the front. you got to get to the show early and do it the right way yeah. instead of trying to just, you know, have everybody part the seas for you, you know? Come on now. Uh, all right. Let's get to some Come more on, stuff. kids. We Come got some birthdays now. to get to. Let's get to some rock birthdays, huh? How about... It's time for some birthdays. David, take it away. Uh, here we go. All righty. Birthday so today. Ronnie Williams, guitarist of the Rolling Stones, is 76. Happy birthday. Tom Morello, a personal favorite of Rage Against the Machine, is 59 years old. Dang, he's almost 60. Yeah, gosh, man. Pushing 60, Tom Morello. I, I looked like that at 59. I don't know why that said guitarist. He's the bassist. Ronnie Wood is the bassist of the Rolling Stones. I don't know why that said guitarist. So, anyway. Mm. Uh, Patrick Dahlheimer, of bassist of Live, is 52. Nikki Topper Heaton, drummer from The Clash. These are some really good ones this week. Yeah, we got like, some what's good going birthdays. On? Like the, there must be something Zodiac related here. <laughs> like, these Might are some be. really good ones. Uh, of The Clash is 68. Lenny Davidson, the Dave Clark Five, another good one, is 79. And that is Disputed. It is disputed. He'll right. he'll fight you to the death on that. Yeah, he's uh, I'm not going to prove my age. <laughs> uh, Chun Gin, uh, Ginchla of Blues Traveler is 54. Danny Elfman of Oingo Boingo. Dude, look that, at it. Look at his that shape. Is something at 70 years old, he is rocked out. That's a yeah. picture of him from Coachella. This year, just this year, that's him at Coachella this year. Seven, seven year old, old Danny Elfman. Wow, isn't that crazy? I'm good. Gosh, <laughs> that's him. Well, that's so this summer. That's yeah, my plan. in I'm April, look like it, that. Oh yeah, that's yeah, your that's your that's, goal. That's my goal. All right. Yeah, I just have to get up to go to the gym once. Uh, Noel Gallagher of Oasis. Well, okay, fifty six. <laughs> right. right, we were right. doing so I know. great, and, then, and we finished it on a low note. No. We love Noel. Yes, Time for some trivia in rock and roll history. Trivia. It is. It's time for some trivia. Let's do it this week in 1969. John Lennon and Yoko Ono began their second bed in for peace. You remember that? Oh yes. She's they, they slept in, in a bed, bed for in peace. The bed. Everyone showed up. I like that. That's good. So they did it in a room at a hotel in this location, and it was the same day that their Two Virgins Unfinished Music Volume Two album was released. While at the hotel, they actually record "Give Peace a Chance," and it made a bunch of news headlines. Where was this done? Was it? A, the Isle of Wight in England, B, Montreal, Canada, C, Nepal, Tibet, 
or was it D, David Cocaine, or David Crosby's Cocaine Cotillion Cottage, a 1790s-themed cottage where David Crosby hides and sleeps inside the cottage dressed in a French petticoat, and he randomly pops out at 3 a.m. and blows cocaine dust into the guest faces and dances a jig silently into the night. That's kind of ominous. It is, right? It's the silent creepy. jig part? Yeah, like... Just all you hear is his boots tapping. The boots tapping. He wears his soft shoes. <laughs> uh, I feel like I should know this one, and I've seen the video so many times. I know it's not Nepal. Okay. Um, okay. So let's see the. Uh, let's go with the Isle of Wight. But I don't know. I mean, Montreal. I mean, it seemed like a big city. <laughs> it could be any of these. Yeah, I'm gonna say Isle of Wight. Isle of Wight. All right. 1969. Here's a picture of it. Maybe it's Montreal. Oh no. Montreal. It is Montreal. At the Queen Elizabeth Hotel in Montreal, Canada. Yes, this week in 1969, they're bed in for peace. So look, they got a nice little cornucopia of They've got a little basket. They got a recorder. This is, I imagine, where they recorded that track. He's got his guitar there. Uh, that beautiful Gibson guitar and Some, uh, flowers. Tulips there. Yeah. Both holding, a, or is that a lotus? Hair piece, bed piece. <laughs> like bed hair? I don't hair, know. Hair bed, yeah. Hair piece, bed piece. So like a hair piece, like a toupee. Man, I really that that hotel room though is something else. That's a beautiful view. Gosh, I, that's all I remember. I, I I would do a bed in for peace with a view like that from a beautiful hotel. All right. So there you go. Uh, Making the change. All right, time for some new rock and metal albums out this week. David, are you ready? Uh, let me look at the list first. Let's just scroll down a little bit. Yep, we got we got a good. Okay, okay, I think we got I can a good little selection one. here. I can do no, this nothing one. too crazy. I can do this one. You ready? All right, All right here we go. Let's do it. Go for it. Atlas is between the day. Avenged Sevenfold. Life is but a dream. Black Sabbath. Life evil. Uh, live evil. Fortieth anniversary. Body stuff. Body stuff. Four. Bongzilla. Dab City. Buck Cherry. Volume ten. Dieth. The hell to hell and back. Don't sleep. Sea change. Einar Solberg. Sixteen. Foo Fighters. But here we are. Uh, Glory Hammer. Return of the King with fire. Grave Worm. Killing Innocence. Hollywood Vampires. Live in Rio. Carb Holes. Capital Ten. Wide Ogden. Necrofire, Burn Shadows, and then Southern Night, Omnium, Gatherum, Slasher, UP, Priors, Daffodil, Pupil Slicer, Blossom, Rancid, Tomorrow Never Comes, Revelson's Dark uh, Fighter, Tanthax, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Thank to fa- oh, dang it, that one that killed one me. Ca- that caught you up. You sons of bitches. Vantafaxath. Vantafaxath. What's that? What's that one there? Hive Mind Narcosis. We need to stop and listen to a Vantafaxath. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, tiger Cub. There tiger you go. Cub. All right. The Perfume of Decay. Good stuff. Hey, right. that's a good... The Perfume of Decay. That's right. a good one. That's a good one. Okay. Speaking of uh, Perfume Captain of Decay... Captain Jack Sparrow. And yes, and decaying things. Poor Bam Margera. Yeah. His le- latest headline, threatening to smoke crack until he's dead if he can't see his son. According to TMZ, he announced that Nicky Boyd Margera hasn't allowed him to see his son in two months and said, I cry every day. Oh, I miss him so much. I know I have to wake up every day and I won't get to talk or see him. So, yes, Nikki drives me to effing drink. I'm going to smoke crack with the bums down at the boardwalk until I'm dead unless you deliver me Phoenix. Get to work, Nikki, or anybody who wants to help. I want Phoenix. Nikki's attorney, David Glass, told the outlet, Unfortunately, that's not how the addictions work. People's behavior does not drive others to drink. That, that is a typical defense mechanism, and it shows that Bam may have not learned much in his past addictions treatment. 
You have to take responsibility for your own actions. Nikki sincerely hopes that Bam can first achieve and then maintain sobriety for his own good and for the good of their son. And I have the video here of of Bam kind of making this threat that ended up going viral. Uh, so I'm going to play it here for you guys. You can check it out. Uh, official Twitch page, twitch.tv slash rocknewswishly weekly and YouTube, youtube.com at rocknewsweekly. And I'm going to show it for you guys right now on the stream. Here it is. Bam Margera. To anybody that cares about me whatsoever, I haven't seen Phoenix in two fucking months. And I'm so fucking fed up. I cry every day. I miss him so much. And I know that I have to wake up every day knowing that I probably won't get to talk to him or see him. So, yes, Nikki drives me to fucking drink. So does my fucking mom. And so does my fucking pep-talking dad who tells me nothing but I'm a fat fucking loser, piece of shit, drug addict fucking loser. So, and my mom is a brain fucking manipulator. And my brother stole... Castle Bam, and he thinks it's called Castle Jess, and then I have to listen to my mom say, Bam, you do have a house. Really, Abe? Where? Well, it's Castle Bam. Well, if I go there, then the police will come, and Naveed the shaman, my best friend, came in from fucking Persia, and I can't even go show him my own property. I gotta stand behind the gate. So, yeah, April, I don't have a fucking house. So I'm gonna smoke crack with the bums down at the boardwalk until I'm dead unless you deliver me fucking Phoenix. Get to work, Nikki, or anybody that wants to help. I want Phoenix. This is My gosh. <sighs> that's that's Bam Margera these days, oh man. Oh gosh. Isn't that sad? Do your homework, kids. Yeah. Gosh. And, uh, you know, stay away from drugs. Well, I mean, the logic there is really just, it, it's impeccable. Just if you, you know, your kid, your wife is not, or your ex-wife is not allowing you to see your kid. So your solution to that is do more drugs, crack, right? Yeah, do more drugs. Do more drugs because if you do more drugs, then she'll be liable oh, to... Oh, I'm going to bring my son down here yeah, to the Yeah, boardwalk. okay. Well, if he's drinking a whole bunch, I probably should, I sh should take the kid <laughs> over there. I don't know, man. I don't. I. I mean, Bam. I don't know, dude. He needs to. You know. I, he. It sounds like he's mad at everybody trying to help him too, which is really sad. His ma His mom. His dad. His wife. His brother. I thought. I thought he was making some uh, improvements a while ago. That's what we thought. And yeah. he. But he like broke out of rehab. I remember he like escaped, or or just left in the middle he of the night. Jumped out the window into some, a, some person into a picked cypress him up. tree. Well, no, <laughs> could be. <laughs> well, There's probably a, a, a what do you call it? A thing of um, bed sheets tied yeah, together sheets. out the window. No, I thought you remember he used to just jump off of buildings and land yeah. on trees and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy man. Hopefully he gets it together. Uh, reporter claims Jamie Fox is blind and paralyzed after suffering a blood clot to the brain. So this guy came on Dr. Drew Pinsky's show uh, that he's got, he's got his own show now. And this journalist claimed that sources close to him revealing that the actor uh, formed a blood clot in his brain after getting the COVID-19 vaccine. So I don't know if this is like propaganda or whatever, but it made headlines this week. It says that Jamie developed the clot after receiving the COVID-19 vaccine. 
Fox was allegedly hesitant about getting the shot, but felt pressured due to the movie he was working on back in action. This journalist went on to say, quote, I had somebody in the room who let me know that Jamie had a blood clot in his brain after he got shot. He did not want the shot, but with the movie he was on, he was pressured to get it. What I found out from the man in the room was that the blood clot in the brain caused him at that point to be paralyzed, partially paralyzed, and blind. Last month, Fox's daughter, Corrine, released a statement saying the actor had been out of the hospital for weeks. She even claimed he was playing pickleball, a claim that this guy dismissed as all lies and baloney. So what do you think? Do you think who... Wait, what was that last part there, there? He was, last month, Fox's daughter released a statement saying the actor had been out of the hospital for weeks and was recuperating and playing pickleball. So he might be better by now? Gosh, I mean, that's... That's, I mean, I, I hope not. That's terrible. Yeah. But I mean, there are some people that are pretty susceptible to to blood clotting, and yeah. Um, you know, I know I know people who uh, who have that problem specifically. So it's very strange. A, I, I hope it's not. You know, I hope that they're not. You know, kind of hiding this because when when it does comes out, it's going to be like kind of like what the heck. But I guess if his family is aware and they're they're all like trying to hide it too, maybe for privacy reasons. I yeah, don't know. yeah. Um, but I guess we'll find out soon enough. Now that this has made headlines, um, they're probably going to have to re- try and respond to that. That's, so we'll see. That's really too bad, poor guy. Um, all right, this was interesting. Uh, kind of uh, continuing on the Writers Guild of America strike, which is still happening, which is pretty crazy. Uh, They sent a letter to Netflix and Comcast to their shareholders on Tuesday, urging them to vote against pay packages for the company's top executives. They say, quote, approval of this compensation package is inappropriate in the light of the ongoing WGA rider strike and the associated risks that Comcast executives are creating for investors, she wrote to them. Uh, shareholders should send a message to Comcast that the company can afford to spend $130 million on executive compensation last year. It can also afford to pay the estimated $34 million per year that riders are asking for in contract improvements and put an end to this strike. So their uh, meeting is, is coming up on June 7th, and Netflix already happened at June 1st, so they're playing some hardball. Uh, do you think they're going to get any progress with that? Sure hope so. I yeah, mean, and that's a, a very good point. 130 million on executive compensation, and then they're, all they're asking for is 34 million. So, um, you know, good point. News from around the world this week: Atlanta man sells keys to escape parking lot boots, and it's totally legal. He has a side hustle that involves cheating the parking boot system by selling the keys to unlock booted cars in private parking lots. The $75 it takes to unboot your car only costs 50 when you use this middleman set of master keys to unlock your wheels. He says, quote, there are a few really big companies that have the majority of the contracts. I have all their keys. He sold nearly 600 keys in the span of a couple months. Uh, he says, quote, this is really just to wa- raise awareness about getting the boot banned. So this is a guy that actually will get you out of it, and he has keys for all these things, and he's trying to raise awareness to, like, get it banned. What do you think of that? It's kind of a vigilante <laughs> in a cool. way. Right? I mean, it's like, uh, I kind of wonder, 600 keys. Yeah. Is this is this one of those things that they're going to be like, oh, okay, we'll figure out something else to get around this? Or is is he going to be able to do this for a while? I don't know. I don't think, I think it would be too tough to revamp yeah, the I keys mean, and the whole system. Might, so, I mean, might, he might. He might do it for a while. Yeah. And there's no, like, legal challenge. No. He, this is totally legal. And he's making money off of it, too, as well. So, pretty wild huh that's that's pretty good and he looks like uh looks like a 
famous person to boot. I know he looks like a very nice right? businessman. He's got nice clothes on. And, yeah. Um, good for him. Good for you, man. Uh, all right. This was a pretty crazy event that happened. People are saying, was it a, a Saturday Night Live script in the making, this thing that happened in Alaska? Did you hear about this um, van of uh, Chinese spies that were dressed up as American tourists? <laughs> no. It sounds like it's something out of a movie, they Saturday like, Night Live like script. Blonde wigs yeah. And like, they all have hamburgers and hot dogs. We're from Kenosha. We're just heading around to the... <laughs> So check it out. According to USA Today, a vehicle full of Chinese citizens suspected of being spies blew past a security checkpoint at a U.S. military installation in Fairbanks, Alaska. It was the, at this U.S. Army Fort uh, Wainwright, um, and they, they, they have it up here on the map. And apparently, they blew past a checkpoint. They were eventually stopped, and a drone was discovered inside their vehicle. The occupants were dressed up as American tourists and claimed that they were innocent travelers who had gotten lost outside Fairbanks, Alaska. Right? Rule number one. Yeah. If you're dressed up as American tourists, why do you have to blow past the checkpoint? Right, yeah. It seems that there have been several similar attempts by Chinese spies to gain access to some of many sensitive U.S. military bases in Alaska. Alaska has three major military bases, Joint Base, Elmendorf. I don't need to go through them all, but there are currently 12,000 soldiers and 10,000 active duty Air Force in Alaska. So it's it's a big area for the military. And for them to kind of have this happen, it was pretty wild. Um, so I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it's That's like pretty good, man. something, a uh, sign of things to come? Do you think China's like, you know, we're going to see in a year or two that they've been planning and trying to do all this shit with these spy balloons and... You know, this is what it was all for, or something like that. Or do you think it's just totally innocent? I, I kind of well, I don't think it's innocent, but I think it's something that we just do all the time. Yeah, I think we're both just kind of we're doing the same thing over there, kind of oh, thing. Yeah, I mean, I I freaking I knew people when I, in my time living in Asia that were right spies, that worked know? for our government. Yeah. Over so there, it's right? you know we're we're doing this kind of stuff all the time. Yeah. So it's kind of I mean we, I guess we notice it on our end. And, it, and it's kind of like a humorous thing when it happens like that. A big old van full of them dressed yeah. as American <laughs> tourists. It sounds goofy and almost like not real. But it is. Like you said, it's very real. All right. I want to know what they said when they, like, I if, know. They, if they tried to play it off. Like, <laughs> we're oh, listening we're for to the American Katy... rock and roll. Yeah, we're here for the Katy Perry concert. Right? <laughs> uh, all right. So some free lighthouses. They're giving away these lighthouses for free, man. The U.S. is giving away lighthouses, free and discounted lighthouses across the United States in an attempt Wait, <laughs> to preserve these historical landmarks that once served as crucial beacons to the survival of So do of you sailors. get the land it with says, them, or do you just take the that's lighthouse? A good, that's a good question. I don't you just, know. You like, put that in your backyard? It says six lighthouses will be given away for free to federal agencies, state and local governments, nonprofits, educational agencies and community development organizations while four other lighthouses will be auctioned off to members of the general public let's get one maintenance of these and access to these lighthouses are two challenges that interested groups should consider i was looking at some of the pictures of them there's one that's like on a broken away kind of island where it's like just a lighthouse out in the middle of the water basically and there's hardly any way to get to it and it's like all deteriorated but some of these photos Pete's they, dragon is in there <laughs> it could be right? <laughs> yeah it could be smog smog the dragon in there from the <laughs> lord of the rings no but i don't know i mean i, I just thought that was kind of wild that they're just giving them away for free so it must just mean that 
it must cost too much to maintain them and they want to just kind of give them to a non-profit or something yeah. like that so i mean what's your uh, what's your preference chris for to, for lighthouses yeah like what do you what kind of lighthouse do you prefer um well okay looking at these ones um i guess i kind of like the one on the right with like a little nice it's got round like little, it's got a little house i like the one on the left too it's got a little house on it and then yeah that um, one in the middle doesn't look like you could live in it yeah much. that looks more like a military one right it's got like kind of a yeah, trap door on the so bottom. Homey, not Doesn't very look homey. really cool. No. Yeah, but I agree. I I take the one on the right. The nice the, the white craftsmanship is just right. <laughs> it's really it's well. Beautiful. We're gonna have to put in our bids. We're gonna have to. We'll do the Rock News Weekly Lighthouse. And right. We'll put our logo on it, and it'll be a beacon of Rock News around the world. That'll be, that'll be guiding ships ashore. We'll just have to fly out there and sail out there every time we want to do the podcast. So yeah. We'll have to do it at the lighthouse. We could have a big loudspeaker <laughs> playing various, you know, like. I like this. Yes, this is good. Uh, no, so there you go. Check that out if you got the time. Airbnb wants you to snitch on party renters this summer. Summer. So this is something that they're having issues with uh, house parties in Airbnb rental units. So I guess that's kind of a thing where you rent an Airbnb house, have a huge party in it, and then don't clean up and kind of leave and you paid the security deposit and that's all they can really get you for so um do i don't know how that? you feel about that i i have to say no i will not be snitching i wouldn't snitch on anybody having a party at a, a airbnb rental i wouldn't um you know i, I would, would like to snitch on airbnb for like turning some cities into places where you can't find housing <laughs> <laughs> right that, that's a good idea that's probably the bigger issue um yeah i don't know i mean i guess it could be annoying for the people that live in the area Yep. So maybe in that sense, I would maybe want to snitch. But in some ways, I'm like, hey, guys, you know, what what do you consider a party? Right. Like, where do you draw the line? Yeah, between just five or ten people that are vacationing. Yeah. I mean, I had a, I had a birthday party at an Airbnb. My friends came to Santa Cruz and... It, I mean, it was during COVID and it wasn't... But it was a party. Yeah. Like, what do you... What do, you know? I yeah, know, man. I, I think it's a little much, and it, and it speaks to the kind of modern culture of this Airbnb stuff, and uh, they're trying to limit that. And I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't like it either. Okay, this was weekly WTF this week. Uh, art lovers spot an iPhone in an 1882 painting, sparking uh, a wild time travel theory, which of course is probably bullshit. But <laughs> look at this photo here, David. Definitely an iPhone. It's got to be an iPhone, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's holding it there with the lady. She's like, "Oh Get- yes, I will take your iPhone. I'll I'll put my phone number." So in if it. it wasn't an iPhone, which it probably isn't, 1882. What do you think? Uh, he could be handing. I her mean, there? it looks like a Bible to me. Like it could be kind a small of an, Bible, an angle, you know. Yeah, it's got that sort of. It's like a book of some sort, you know. Right. It's or it's a. Uh, uh, let's see. It's a Game Boy. <laughs> Game Boy, yes. No, it's not an iPhone at all. It's a BlackBerry. Look at it. Oh, yes, Very right. clearly a BlackBerry. That is a... Um, let's see how at the top palm, there... It's actually a Palm a, Pilot. It's a Palm Pilot. It's actually a Palm right. Pilot. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. A snuff box, right? Yeah, like I don't know. It could be anything. That you, yeah. It could be so many things. But uh, yeah. Time travel, but you know time travel. <laughs> That's what's going on. I Recently, I was talking to a colleague... About uh, what what the uh, the the unidentified flying objects uh, we've been seeing right. lately uh-huh. are, and she was adamant that it must be time travel. 
that it's time travelers, huh? Yeah. Well, then I talked to some of my students, and they were like, "No," and they had all these, you know, physics answers, and I was like, "Okay, <laughs> fine. I guess fine. you're right. I guess you're right. I guess you're right." All right. Did you hear about the um, the annual uh, cheese rolling contest that they have in Brockworth, England? <laughs> well, well, well. Let's hear about this. Yes, uh, it's an annual cheese rolling race. Um, she was unconscious uh, as she accepted her award. Uh, she learned of the news that she triumphed over her opponents alongside giant wheels of cheese until she regained consciousness in a medical tent. This race dates back to the early 1800s, and winners earn themselves a wheel of cheese if they come out alive. It's become kind of a deal. And so this big hill you see in the background, uh-huh. the idea is, is that you start at the top of the hill, and you have to run down to the bottom, and the first one that reaches the bottom gets the wheel of Rolling cheese. Rolling the cheese. Right. So, well, check this out. No, you don't actually have to roll the cheese. Oh, okay. You just run down a hill? You just run down the hill. Alright, so we're gonna we're gonna watch this video. YouTube at Rock News Weekly. You guys can watch on demand, twitch.tv slash rocknewsweekly. Watch with us live every week. Alright, let's check it out. Here it is. Remember it? I'm good. <laughs> you took hell of a tumble. Of course she's American. Yeah. So what do you remember Canadian. of the race? I remember running and then I hurt my head. And then I woke up in the tent. How did it feel to be the winner? It feels so good. I <laughs> it just kinda hit me, but yeah. So the question is, are you gonna come back next year and do it again to reclaim your title? I think I will. <laughs> if I <laughs> if I see around to it, yes. Despite the injuries. Despite the injuries, I think it's worth it. <laughs> Isn't that she's great? On the days. Yeah, she's she's like, just... I I think I will if I remember <laughs> where my car keys are. Yeah, if I I don't remember who I am right now, but Isn't that great? Yeah, that she's she's a she Liverpool. Is it that says what that from Canada, got? nineteen year old woman from Canada. She's got a Liverpool scarf though. Oh, she does. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um. So there you go, big big cheese winner. So right. I mean. Why am I not going there? Well, we gotta we I gotta go there. next time. We should go next year. It's it's, it's every, in they, they do it every year. Brockworth, England. Brockworth, okay. England. So all right, we gotta we gotta set a set a reminder. That's a, that looks pretty intense. I don't think I no, do really that. though. Do you remember? Do you remember back <laughs> do in that. the uh, the craze of the X Games? Yeah. And uh, extreme sports yes. when they were very clearly called extreme sports, and there was a specific genre, and they had. Downhill running as one of those. Do you remember that? I do not. It was the. I That's mean, it was, crazy. I was, it was like they were like they're skateboarding. We've got skateboarding. And We've downhill got running. inline skating and downhill running. And it was like people just running down a mountain. Yeah, that's crazy. That's like must be a UK thing. Well, and they. I mean, they had. They had helmets in that, and they had like intense like they wore <laughs> jumpsuits that were made out of Kevlar and stuff, wow. and they were like. Running down these hills, like, <laughs> off of cliffs kind of a thing. Dude, that's crazy. We got to watch that. I haven't seen that. All right. That's it for us this week, go, uh, though, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Rocknewsweekly.com. Uh, everything at Rock News Weekly, all of our socials. We'll catch you guys next time. Have a good one, all right? Peace. All right, peace. See ya.